It's July 28th, 2013, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome to the end of July, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Where'd that are, summer go? Are you as surprised as we are? Okay, so we actually did podcast in. Did, <laughs> in was it was it was July? It no, oh, it was no, June. June. Okay, June. I know we've been a little hit and miss this summer. Yeah, and so we really did do a podcast in June, but it bored us to death so badly that we just didn't want to put you all through that. So. Yeah. We ended up not posting it. It it was torture for us. It shouldn't have to be torture for you as well. It was essentially a recap of uh, Larry's summer vacation to Denver, (laughs) what I did on my summer vacation. Yes, thanks. Yes, so it was pretty much recapping how wonderful all these seminars were and not a whole lot of substance beyond that. So, yeah, that was not all that useful. Yeah, well, thanks. So, you know, <laughs> that makes it sound if like, I were to I'm be so honest. I'm so glad I went. It wasn't that useful, really. Well, no, all the stuff you brought back was fantastic, but it just didn't translate to a podcast. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. so we, we did podcasts. We just decided, yeah, better not. Yeah, even though we're completely brilliant and fabulous, most of the time, every once in a while, we have a dead. So we yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, just too much. Anyway, so here we are at the end of July already. And we're like, oh, we got a podcast. <laughs> I guess we can squeeze this one squeeze in. Squeeze it in under the wire. And, and yes, Neil, hopefully I will get it edited and posted before the middle of August. <laughs> Let's hope so. Because he, he messaged me. He's like, did I miss a podcast somewhere? And I'm like, oh, no, we didn't really post the one for June. He's like, oh, okay. Right. Well, at least that's nice to know. Somebody's actually Pay paying attention. attention. Right, right. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, I, just a little bit briefly, I do want to say the um, AI National Convention in Denver, absolute blast, great speakers. There's always that, you know, talk about, well, should we really be doing this sort of stuff and should we really, you know, make people go and all this hoo-ha? But I had a great time. So You mean about going to an actual in-person convention? Yeah, an in-person convention and is it the venue too big and, you know, are they really getting anything out of it? And I'm like, I've got a lot of great stuff out of it. So, to you, you know. Yeah, you brought home some good stuff. It's yeah, so I'm just going to keep going. So, <laughs> anyway, but it was good. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't get to go, um, if you're an architect and you didn't get to go this year, you missed out on a couple of good things. Um Colin Powell speaking, who is secretly hilarious. You'd never get that, but wonderful. Um, so I'd recommend if you get the chance to go next year in Chicago, definitely go. Oh, Chicago would be a great one to go to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can just imagine. skip everything and just go hang out in the city. Right, exactly. Just for that reason alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's probably not the plan. Probably not the plan. You shouldn't spend all that money just to go. But you maybe out. you just spend the money and go. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because well, I imagine they'll do the home <laughs> tours, and I can imagine oh, they'll, yeah, they'll be awesome. all over, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright everywhere. And uh, anyway, but we'll see. So anyway, so if you get a chance to go, go next year, and that's all we're going to say about that. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> well, we did get, um, I guess, the beginning of this month, was it? A yeah, few weeks ago? yeah, a week or two ago. Uh-huh. Very um, interesting email from some listeners in Portland. And Matt and Palmerin, hopefully we said that correct. Um, hello, by the way. And we have had this sort of long series of back and forth emails because they just bought their first mid-century modern. Yes. And he, right off the bat, was like, well, we've been listening and we thought we'd ask you, what do you think about? So, and that just sort of started the whole whole floodgate of things. But 
Um, the first question he actually asked us was about what? Uh, well, they were looking at all the different projects they wanted to do on this house. And uh, from updating to possibly an expansion and, and different projects like that. And his comment was, he said, we've learned so much from listening to the podcast. We understand how important it is to hire an architect, you know, especially in a project like this where you're dealing with an older home, that uh, he was concerned or, or really just curious, would an architect take on a project if it was not a complete package start to finish? Would they, you know, would an architect be okay working with a, a couple like them to work on individual projects here and there, you know, start and stop, right. start and stop. Right, because they're not going to go and gut the house and exactly. do the whole thing over from... Right, yeah, so they, and they were smart because they're being realistic about their budget. They know that they can't... What? That's budget? Crazy talk. <laughs> I know. Who's ever realistic about a budget? That never happens. No, they, I think they were smart. They said, we realize we can only do certain parts, you know, as we go and as we can afford it, so that's how we're going to approach it, and we just want to make sure that that's not something that's going to offend an architect, if we go to them and, you know, because we would just well, throw our cape over, over right. our shoulder and say, how dare you right. yes. suggest such a thing? We, we appreciate you being concerned <laughs> about our egos, yes. however. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so that actually segued into a great blog post. So you can actually go look at the blog post on the architecturehappyhour.com, and it will show up there. It's the actual email um, from Matt and then our response. Yeah, it, it occurred to me as I'm writing this email response back to him, I thought, oh, well, you know what? There's probably a lot of other people who might benefit from knowing this information. So I went ahead and, and uh, made it into a blog post. And so it actually is on our company website, but you can get to it from the website is www.thearchitecturehappyhour.com. Right. So, but like I said, this, so this started sort of a uh, not a slew of questions, but a series a of questions. It's a dialogue. There yes, there we go. A, di a dialogue. That yes. sounds so good. Sounds so professional. Huh? Anyway, <laughs> um, so the next thing, that, one of the things that came out of that was he had started doing some research, and they were looking online, I think on house actually, mm -hmm. um, checking out people in their area. And one of the things that he kept coming across was the word design or designer. He was looking at professionals because that was one of the things I had suggested in my response was that you really just need to be completely honest and open. And when you're interviewing professionals, just say, here's how we want to approach it. Is that okay with you? Because yeah. we won't speak for every architect out there, but that on and off again approach is perfectly fine with us. And we like right. that sort of ongoing long-term relationship with our clients. Right. Well, because it is about the relationship. Right. I mean, absolutely. You, you are, you know, if you're, if, even if they say, oh yeah, that's fine, but you're not getting that kind of connected feeling or that fuzzy feeling, from sitting with them, yeah, you have to do, you know, go on to the next thing. So they, they were in that process of really starting to kind of look. Yeah, looking for people in their area who had experience working with mid-century modern, who dealt with remodels. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. there were quite a few criteria that they needed to look for. And yeah. so they were finding. They were finding design or mm -hmm. home designer or, but he said sometimes it just said design and it didn't say what kind of design, landscape, interior, you know, home and garden, who knows, you know, they're mm -hmm. just all out there. So the question from him was, you know, what's really the difference between when you see home design versus an architect? And so we thought we'd talk about that a little bit, just to give you some idea that, you know, when we say architect, what is it that we really mean? What's the, I'll say criteria behind it? Yeah. What are you getting if you choose to mm -hmm. work with someone who can call themselves an architect? Right, versus yeah. the idea of being a home or residential designer. 
and what all does that entail and and what maybe to look out for because as you're going through we'll, we'll tell anyone you really have to do your own vetting when you get recommendations from people but still do the research and check out projects and talk to past clients you really have to vet your architect because well especially with the case with Matt and Palmer and they're going to be with these people for a long time yeah hopefully they're able to start that relationship and as that architect gets to know them and gets to know their project and gets to know their house I mean they really have a relationship with the house just as much as they do with the couple and so to think about having to restart that whole you know finding out all the information process every time you start a new you know phase of your of your remodel with a new professional coming in fresh um of course, you're going to get a different perspective, but that may not always be a good thing. And so there really is some value to that investment that you're making in the beginning of that really establishing kind of some groundwork and, and um, you know, building the relationship. Right. So when and then when you come to the second project and the third project, then it's like you just jump right back in and, and keep going. And you're not surprised at what you find because you're the one who designed it in the first place. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and as we know, when you're going through construction you know, on any sort of project, there's all this stuff you find out along the way that will never be necessarily fully documented in whether it's in the drawings or even right. in your notes. It's kind of just that awareness you have. So it's for that institutional knowledge. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you know what's in that wall is probably going to be in this other wall, and so you better watch out for that. You know, little things like mm-hmm. that, it, it helps, makes a difference. Yeah, so... So basically down to it, what's, what do we talk about when we talk about being an architect? Well, there's a certain legality to it because I'm, I'm assuming this is in most states and probably every state. But here in Texas, if you want to call yourself an architect, you better be an architect because they will spank you to no end. Oh, yeah. It's expensive. <laughs> and they really like to rub your nose in it and yeah. show it off to all the other architects. They put your name in a newsletter. Letter, they yeah. send it out and they say, here's who got in trouble this month. about. And here's how much we find. That's now. right. Yeah. Here's who tried to call themselves an architect right. and who was not allowed to. Right. So it is not a title we throw around lightly. Right. And, so, so, and to be an architect, you know, it's schooling. It's your internship. It's a series of exams to show that you're, you know, you're knowledgeable and that you understand everything. And then, of course, it's getting your license through the state and being licensed by the state as a registered architect. And for, for Texas, we're a registered architect. I think Neil was saying, what, licensed in California? I think right? so, yeah. The terminology is a little bit different in each state as to what they like the them to call. Because I know mm-hmm. in, in Texas, it's a... The technical term is registered architect. In um, when it comes to interior designer, you can call yourself an interior designer and not have taken the exam, which mm. is there's a little bit of a point of contention with with a lot of the designers in the state. But in order to show that you have passed the exams, you absolutely have to say registered, registered interior, interior designer. Design. So sometimes you'll see RID behind somebody's name, and that means registered interior designer. Sometimes you'll see RA is registered architect. Right. Um, sometimes you'll see AIA. This is probably a good time to clarify that. If you see AIA, that means that they are an architect, a registered architect in whatever state they're in. Mm-hmm. They are also a member of the American Institute of Architects. Right. So, And people will put that instead of putting RA. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of synonymous. I think it gets a little confusing. It just means that you can't put AIA behind your name unless you are a registered architect. So right. if you are 
not a registered architect. Yeah. We're probably belaboring this. Yeah, yeah too probably much. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But but anyway, so so there's the the aspect of you have to be licensed. But there's also the aspect as an architect, we're responsible for health, safety, and welfare. So there are things that we're required to know. We need to be up to date on code. We need to know what, and code not just for the city we're practicing in, but you know any city that we do a project in, we have to go and know what their codes are, what they're using. Same thing as far as continuing ed- continuing education, we are required to get so many continuing education credits every single year. Like a, I would think like a doctor, or an attorney, or you know, it's you mm-hmm. constantly you know trying to learn. Um, so that's really, you, you get that, I, I don't know if there's really a, you know, when people say, if, if you're looking at something and say, oh, they're an architect, these are all those things that you're getting. You're getting all the schooling, you're getting, you know, you're getting my license because if I mess this up, there's a good chance I'm not going to have it anymore. Right, I mean, yeah. We've got to be t- completely conscious and aware of all the decisions we're making and how that's going to affect the project. Yeah, and I think it, it says that we take our profession seriously enough to jump through all those hoops because right. granted it's not all that much fun no. to jump through all the hoops that's not the fun part of what we do <laughs> for sure writing the checks for renewal right yeah. yeah but it also um yeah it just gives you a little a level of credibility of mm-hmm. of those hoops that we had to jump through but um you know and it's funny because then we when we look at the qualifications for house designer there really aren't any right and so, unfortunately, you could have somebody who has twice as much experience as I do in designing homes, but they just never took their exams, so they mm-hmm. can't call themselves an architect. And yet, they could probably, you know, tell story after story of great experience that they have right. in designing homes and working with contractors and, you know, complying with the codes and all that. It's just that they can't say architect so unfortunately it then falls to the homeowner if you choose to go with a home designer rather than an architect you really really have to vet those people because there may be a fantastic home designer who has all the qualifications of of an architect i can can think of several here yeah exactly so you could have somebody who's really well qualified or not that's the flip side of it is that you don't have to jump through any hoops and you know coincidentally yeah, you, yeah. you've got the or consequently in, in, in the yeah I guess consequently mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you've got in that whole pool of people you have we were talking about one of the past projects we worked on where the company was a more of a drafting their residential drafting design whatever but the people that were designing for them were kids who were seniors in the architecture program the local architecture program at a yeah at the university yeah nearby. yeah and you know, they don't know anything about residential design. Well, he's letting and, them design. Yeah. I mean, just, Not just draft, but actually design, design these floor right. plans that made absolutely no sense at all. Right. You know, when, when you look at a floor plan and it's a three-story house and the exterior walls don't stack on top of each other, you, you, so you have that unfortunate, you know, you know, very good friend here with all this experience being lumped together with just because it says designer. Mm-hmm. So you you have to be aware of that and just have to really, really be on the lookout and do your homework. Right. And that's not to say that you don't have to do the same amount of homework if you are choosing to work with a registered architect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just know that going into it that we have met a certain amount of requirements ahead not, of time. Not that there aren't really awful architects. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not, is you know, true. I don't, I, that's the thing. I don't want, to want people to think we're knocking home designers 
because they're just, you know, there are bad architects out there. I mean, oh, they just are. Yeah. That's just the way. I think every profession you get some, you get good, you get bad. Um, but when it comes to, you know, residential design stuff, it's, it's, you've. I don't know. It's just, it's an unfortunate system because there are some right. really brilliant people that just don't test well. Mm-hmm. Like the thought of taking these seven exams is just. Yeah. You know, they'd rather poke their eye out. Oh, yeah. And there's other people who test really well who could take those exams all day long but couldn't put a house together to save their lives. Right. Or a commercial project or whatever they, you know, happen to have their focus on. So, yeah, it's, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, not perfect. So it's been interesting to, to get this, have this dialogue with Matt and Paul Marin and, and to, you know, get these emails because it's making us think about these things again. Mm-hmm. You know, making us think through some of these things and – um Actually, the last email we had, I'm not going to tell you really what was in it, but um, he was asking asking some questions, and I'm like, okay, if it was me, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get in my head. I'm like, okay, what would make the most practical sense if I was going to do this? And and really, it's making us think, which is kind of fun. It's been fun. Yeah, to get, well, to get the and emails. I mean, just to find out that we have a listener in oh, yeah, Portland, no, we're always, <laughs> we were like, yay. <laughs> Someone else loves us or likes us enough to listen anyway. But something, yeah. yeah something well, like or that. that they've actually learned something. I mean, that was exciting. Yeah, that is that is a nice nice to know that there's, you know, we are actually doing yes. something useful. Instead of, yeah. So, I always tell people we're just a couple of dorks with a microphone. Exactly. That's but, all yeah. it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so if you have a question, we want to hear from you. If you go to our website, hpdarch.com, there is a contact form on our Contact Us page, and that comes directly to my inbox. So um, it's it's not anonymous. You know it's coming directly to me, and I immediately share it with Larry. So don't mm-hmm. say anything you don't want him to hear. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you have anything terrible to say about me, let her know up, up front. <laughs> that's right, before I share it with him. No, because we love answering these kind of questions, and it makes yeah. for really easy blog posts. So yeah. keep them coming. Keep them coming. We'd like to hear from you. And, of course, you know, we'll – Try to be more um, conscientious about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once kind of we get into the back to school mode, then you know yeah. we'll get more I, serious again. I think so I too. Know. It's the summer. Whatever. We'll see. It's the summer. Okay, so I have a question. I'm going to pose to our listeners, and maybe we'll get some feedback on it because okay. this is driving me crazy. Uh-oh. I have been watching a lot of HGTV <sighs> programs. I know it's. We've even done a. a blog post about how we love to hate HDTV, but for some reason I'm addicted to it right now. And what I'm noticing is that I don't know, okay, first of all, I don't know if HGTV has stock in every granite and stainless steel company in the world Uh because they say those words all the time. The other word I think they have probably trademarked is open concept. Oh, and Lord. that makes me crazy. I'm really on the verge of starting a drinking game every well, time I, I start ask, watching. You know. Yeah, so every time I hear granite, stainless steel, open concept, those are the buzzwords that are hot right now. So first of all, I'm thinking, okay, so in another 10 years, are we going to look back on granite and stainless steel and go, what on earth were we thinking? Because, yeah, you know. entirely possible. It's just the trend. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure something else will take its place. Well, the, the brightly colored tile in the 50s was just all the rage. But I quite suppose. frankly, you know. Nobody can stand it now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just curious about this. Has anybody else ty- grown tired of the granite and stainless steel thing? I'm talking about kitchens mainly in yeah, homes. Right. But it's just like I watch these shows where they look at new home buyers and they go and they, you know, follow them around, look at three different homes. Mm-hmm. And 
they walk in and don't see granite or stainless steel and they flip out like, oh, this is unacceptable. This is so dated. This is, you know, like they just have like that is the standard that has to be met. Mm -hmm. So I guess as long as you know that if you're renovating a house and you want to sell it, Mm -hmm. go ahead and put granite and stainless and. Well, were, so, so, so what's the question? Really? Well, so I'm just wondering is, does any, is this annoy anybody else? Am <laughs> I, I mean, do people even understand the characteristics of granite and how there are honestly much better alternatives to granite? Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, they and, say granite because that's what they've been sort of spoon fed all these years. Right, right? right. And they think it's the end all be all. Right. I don't, it's just weird. And yeah. I'm like, is this just like a little microcosm of this yeah. little phenomenon that happens on HDTV and yeah. And that's what's visible and in front of me and on my TV, well, so I hear it. If it's visible in front of you, it's visible in front of everybody. Exactly. I mean, it's everybody. You know, and it's on. Well, it's like the, the homeowner who asked one of our contractors, why don't you just go away for the weekend the bathroom will be done when I get back, right? <laughs> because she was serious about it. She, that's right? how they do it on the TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, interesting. I know. And, and it's funny you actually mentioned the granite and stainless because – had a com- conversation with one of our clients who wants nothing to do with Carrera marble. It's like, this is overdone, isn't it? This is just done. I'm like, yeah, well, this, I, every time I see Carrera, I think government bathrooms, you know, I mean, it's that oh. sort of government building. You know, and of course they use statuary. Well, sure. It sort of pops in my head the same way. So yeah, it's, um, I, you know, on his side, he's becoming at least more aware of different materials. Good. But, you know, he's also, Working on a house. Right. He's so, a, he's so he's some very, homework, done some yeah. homework. He's very aware. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting question. Well, if, if you've got a good answer, if you maybe have some suggestions of some different materials. That maybe, maybe yeah, can... and maybe you're a product rep that, that has a really great alternative to granite mm-hmm. for countertops, please let me know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd love to have some better alternatives. Of course, we know about the all the quartz countertops, which I love. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some great granites out there that are a little bit different that don't have just kind of that typical look. So I'm not totally blowing off granite. Right. I'm just wondering about this phenomenon that, that, <laughs> that I'm experiencing and that is yeah. just grating. And maybe I could just, you know, from a self-preservationist standpoint, I should Stop just watching. turn it yeah. off. <laughs> less HGTV for you. Maybe. And less coffee in the morning. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. Maybe. All right. Well, as we always say, if you're in town and you're here um, on the third Wednesday of the month, come by the Architecture Happy Hour Happy Hour. And in Dallas. In I don't Dallas. even know if we said that. but um, So this this uh, in August, we're actually having our event at one of the new showrooms here. And very excited about that. They're, yes. They are as excited about it as we are excited about it. If you've never seen a closet that you would consider to be sexy, yeah, this is the showroom you need to go see. Yeah. These closets are amazing. Yeah. Well, and the kitchens are beautiful. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there with him. He's like, you know, so we're ready for projects. If you know anybody who's doing anything. And I thought, my kitchen at home. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, that's a quarter of my construction budget. I can't do that. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but for that really special high-end client. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so if you're in town, come by and say hi. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And I am just lighting it up on Pinterest and now Instagram, so you can search for me. Well, you can look for us on House now as well. Yes, yes. Please go on House. Well, we got our profile out there. Yeah, I have yet to get any recommendations. I've got to do some email blasting to our our clients and our contacts. So, so. 
But if you feel inspired and want to leave us a recommendation, I would be thrilled. It would be lovely. All right. Anyway, well, and we will talk to you guys next month, we promise. <laughs> you know, unless something else comes up. Right. Who knows? Sure. Well, I've got to do it before vacation. We can't be doing it the last weekend in, in August because, you know. That's right. You know how I'm going to be yes. by the last weekend. <laughs> okay. So we better do this again next weekend before you get into vacation mode. True. True. Oh, too late. Wait. <laughs> oh, dear. Here it comes. Here it comes. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.